going on, girl? Hey, Freena, nothing much. Oh, hey, y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all week been? Pretty good. good. I'm going to need y'all help on what I need to do in these situations. Okay. My, my cup is ready. You, it's ready? The tea is ready? Is it piping hot? Today's topic is dating during the holidays. Now, when I say dating during the holidays, I mean, are you bringing the person that you're dating home? Are you allowing them to meet your family and friends? Are you meeting their family and friends? Right? This is a big deal. Like, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until somebody cut ties with me because I never brought them home. I don't bring people home. That's my big secret. Because I feel like I don't want to keep hearing about this motherfucker when it don't work or if it doesn't work. Okay? So, I don't want to bring you home, all right, month six. And I'm like, hey, this is such and such, you know, we're dating. And a month later, I'm not dating anymore. And that next holiday event, which in this case will be Memorial day weekend they're like oh where's such and such okay you don't ask me about him because we're not talking about like i just don't want that i just don't feel like i don't know i want to say i don't feel like i've I've dated anyone recently that was worthy enough of meeting anybody and that's unfortunate to say how would you know that they're ready to meet i'm not sure I'm not sure because <laughs> I have these doubts and these fears about it. So it's just kind of like I keep those things very separate. If anything, I might let somebody meet my friends. But what kind of people are your family for you to... Because my family, they we're jokesters, right? So we still be talking about people's uh, significant other that they brought home years ago and, you know, shit that happened and stuff. You know, that's funny. Um, are they the kind that will, like, roast the shit out of you about, you know, somebody? No. Or, I don't know. No, it's so, just that, you know, some family members take shit too far. Like, this might be your first time meeting someone. And, like, my uncle does a lot of the cooking on the holidays, and he's one of those people who just says shit and doesn't think about what he says before he says it. So the next <laughs> thing you know, he'll be talking about kids, and, you know, when y'all get married, and it's like, shut the fuck up, because I'm probably never even going to see this person again, like, after tonight. So I just feel like in order, you know, for them not to be put in, well, for us not to be put in an awkward space and because I really don't know where this is going. Like, I feel like, you know, people say they're serious and you may be serious and at the time you may be serious, but I always say, so let's change and so do people. So I just don't know. But have any of like your cousins or somebody brought somebody home like on a Christmas or on Thanksgiving and by Christmas it was over or... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do they get like a lot of flack when it doesn't work out? You know what I mean? I'm like the, okay. old, the second from the oldest grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> my sister is the first grandbaby, right? On both sides. And in my grandparents' eyes, none of us exist. Okay. I understand. I felt like that too. I felt like that too. But because I'm the second oldest, it's like, oh, you know, these things are second of me. Like my sister got married really young, started having kids really young. When I say really young, I mean early 20s. That's really young for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she had this idea of what she wanted her life to be, family life to be. And she was like, well, you know, I'm just going to do it. And that's not me. So it's like, oh, well, actually, how come, you know, you don't do this or you haven't done this and blah, 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 blah. Like, basically, they want to know why Why aren't you in a relationship? Why haven't you had a baby? When are you going to have a baby? Like, I'm in my mid 30s, I'm expected, I should have had kids 10 years ago, let them tell it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because when you're in a cycle, you're used to people having kids in their 20s. When somebody doesn't have kids in their 20s, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. 
I get that from like my friends who don't have kids that in their thirties, but shit, all the girls that I know that don't, I mean, they're living, they living their best fucking life. <laughs> yeah, but people don't see it that way. Just they think about just like I'm sure when you got married, somebody was like, when you gonna have kids next? Like, damn, we just got married. Like, can can we live? <laughs> it's always oh, wow. a big fucking deal. It's always a big deal about you know not having kids and i'm just like i've done so much more I'm not saying that having kids is not important or a big deal because it, it really is but i mean anybody like, can have kids you know it's just like god sometimes the people who don't even need kids be the ones the easiest to conceive it's just crazy it's not that, that big crazy? of a yeah but i'm just saying like if they feel like that's the if that's they feel like that's what makes a woman a woman it doesn't you know but my question to you is you say you don't really know what that person what traits that person could have in order for you to bring them home but have you ever been invited to somebody else's house absolutely you went? sometimes i might go for a minute or i just might be like no so i that is something that i need to work on but like i said i don't think I think that when I do come across someone that I that I am serious about or we're serious about each other rather, then I'll know and I'll be okay with introducing them to people. So I just feel like until then, but then sometimes in this one situation, I think I missed my mark. Probably hurt his feelings because you didn't invite him. I probably did. I probably did. But I didn't I wasn't thinking of it in that way. If that was something that was an issue for you, you probably should have said something. But at the end of the day, he wasn't what I needed anyway. So I'm glad I didn't bring him home. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. excellent, huh? <laughs> bang, bang. So. Well, I've never um, been in that kind of situation. When me and my ex were together, honestly, I mean, I'm going to keep it all the way real. He's a very self-absorbed guy. He never, we never really spent the holidays all together. It would be either me and the kids or him and the kids. His family does like a huge Thanksgiving, like they rent out a rec center, that whole shebang. But his, all of his family lives here in Rochester, and he grew up here in Rochester. He can see them niggas any day of the week, all year long, like they're literally a drive away, right? Five, ten minutes, right? Where my family, I have family in Buffalo, I have family in Ithaca, I have family out of state. So sometimes I would want to go to my grandmother's house in Ithaca and you know if he would want the kids to stay here with him so they can be with his family but we see them niggas anytime (laughs) so it was always a struggle to try to like we never could come to an agreement so it was either like me and the kids or him and the kids but we never were all on one accord and that's why we're not together okay we was not even we yoked but I mean that's just how we did holidays it just wasn't it just never worked out I mean but you know moving forward I haven't been in a position ever where a guy felt comfortable enough to ask me to come and spend a holiday with him or vice versa but you know I don't know I'm the kind of person I'm pretty open I would want somebody to see how I feel like that would be the test like if you can survive my family nigga then we gonna be good because my family is a lot like me. I mean, they're probably worse than me, really. I'm pretty much the square of my family. But, you know, as far as, like, being kind of outspoken, vibrant, like, funny, joking a lot, laughing a lot, that's how my family is. My mother is the oldest of 11. 
So I have 10 aunts and uncles just on my mom's side and a shitload of first cousins. I couldn't even tell you all the, all of their names. Okay, so when we all get together, it's loud. You know, people are playing spades. People are drinking. Like, it's just that kind of atmosphere. And if you're not used to chaos, you ain't going to survive. So, Dang. you know, if a guy is listening and you think you can handle it, then let's see what's up. Because if I have fun with you, I will be like, oh, yeah, you want to come? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel... Like, you have to pass, like, a prerequisite to, to meet my family. Because my family, wow. So I'm going to just tell you how it is. But if you can't survive then, then damn sure can't be together. <laughs> wow. But how do you guys do um, stuff, Prina? Like, how do you and Chris kind of navigate that? I'll say, when it comes to holidays, I don't ever bring anybody nowhere. Never. As far as family functions, no. They just not going to be ready for all that. Um, so I've never brought anybody over for holidays. But Chris, even when I was in my, you know, my three-year relationship, I keep telling everybody that mama about, I never brought him to family function. So what was Chris's first, like, Thanksgiving with your family like? So, you know, when I first met Chris, uh, we pretty much moved out of the state that same year. <laughs> that same year. So <laughs> we basically kind of we left in August. So we wasn't there for Thanksgiving, but we were there for Christmas. And so by that time, I was already like, look, Christmas is on and popping. We going home for Christmas. So Christmas was the first thing you came from. And my family is the type of family that embrace you immediately. You family day one. You don't even matter if they know you or not. If I bring you, you family day one. I don't know why. I can't even think why. Maybe because I was younger. But in the past, I've never brought anybody to any family functions. But I brought Chris to um, the Christmas the first year we met. And then it's been different holidays ever since. Um, and it's been perfect. Like, nobody ever, you know, acts weird or different. I mean, I just, I don't know. I kind of just knew when it came to Chris. Mine really can't relate to, like, bad things that happen. But I will tell you, outside of, quote-unquote, what I like to call family functions, I consider birthday parties family functions, too. I did have a birthday party back in the day when I lived in Detroit. I celebrated my birthday every year, only year, five for the whole week. You know, my birthday was a week long. It was parties going the weekend before to the weekend after. So my birthday was July 1st. Even when I wasn't planning my birthday party, I was planning my friend's birthday. Birthdays are a big, big thing to me. I had my, I had a theme every year, you know. It was, i never forget 22, what you gonna do. You know, 23, I was in Chicago. Like, I remember my life by my birthday uh, before I met Chris. And so, it was a birthday party that I had when I was 24 years old. This guy that I was just talking to, um, I had met him when I was 21, and I used to be hanging out at the Good Life. And I met him, and he was like 19, and he wasn't supposed to be up in there. But then I ran into him again, when I was 24, quote unquote, I guess you could say dating or booed up, you know, back in the day, nobody wanted to get nobody, no real titles. It was just like, call me every day, we hang out every day. So he was that at that moment. And so my 24th birthday, yet again, was a five day celebration where I had a Thursday night party, a white party, a Friday party and a Saturday party. That was the first year I ever went to the Detroit White Party. That was very, very fond memory for me. And although it was all good and gravy and fun, now every time I want to post a throwback picture of my 24th birthday when we went to the White Party, 
And when we was all having fun up in, you know, the, at the Thursday club, I can't remember what it was called now. And I used to go every single Thursday. Um, and when I lived downtown, he is in all those pictures. You don't really know what's going to happen with somebody. And sometimes you're taking a risk. But, you know, this is when camera phones was really starting to be the thing. So, of course, that's when you really just start taking pictures of stuff and events. Every time I want to throw a throwback picture and post it up, that same dude that I don't even talk to, and pretty much after my birthday, like maybe a month later, I stopped talking to him altogether because I knew it wasn't going nowhere. Like I told y'all, if stuff ain't going nowhere, it ain't popping off, and I ain't getting no title, I'm done with you. So every year you see this nigga in your timeline around your birthday. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm just, it's just like, that's the only thing that's a bad experience when you have to have those pictures left over because this mug was in your picture. So I would imagine it's the same thing if you have old Christmas videos or Christmas pictures and this person that you brought to the holiday function is in them pictures. It's like, I'm just trying to show, you know, Uncle D-Ray dancing, but yet this nigga in the background. So it's like, uh, when it comes to holidays, that's one thing for sure. I'm glad I don't really have to deal with the whole bringing somebody new to it because my whole thing is pictures. Like, I really cherish, like, memories and pictures, and I hate for a person to be in the background of those pictures. And most of the stuff that happened as far as holidays is concerned, my family always has does a lot of big things for holidays. Chris' family don't really do too much like that for holidays. Um, but my family... I mean, we do a money game on Christmas. The first time I ever took Chris to the money game, man, he almost lost his mind. Like, if you love... Like, Damn, I want to go to the money game. <laughs> so, on Christmas, too, we... Actually. Listen, on Christmas, we play this game called the money game, and my grandfather makes 30 bags. These bags have any anonymous amount of money in it, anywhere from a dollar to $10, Okay. That's 30 okay. bags. So you can leave with $300 as possibility, okay? And he puts more, and then after he put the money in the bag, it's also like random gifts in there, maybe gift cards, some fruit, some candy, or whatever. Every year it's something different. One year it's $2 bills, one year it's a gold dollar coin, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody gets a bag. So then he goes around by the numbered bag, because the bags are numbered, and says, okay, number one, do you want to switch your bag or keep your bag? So he asks that for each person. Do you want to switch or do you want to keep it? And when you switch your bag, whoever you want to switch with can't say no. So after everybody goes around once, what my grandfather does is auction off the bags that's left over. So he pulled a bag out the box to be like, all right, this first bag is going to be $1. I got $1 going what? $1 going twice. So he auctions off all the extra bags. So that's when people start paying for the extra bag. So you could have two or three bags, and even though you pay one or two dollars for them, you might have forty, fifty dollars in all three of those bags. So you got the auction part. That's part two. The third part is you go around, starting from the first person to the last person, and everybody uh, empties out their bag on the floor, right? So everybody gets to your money. So every time you empty out the money, everybody's like, "Woo!" You see all this money pile out, right? And then of course this whole family's there because one year my uncle and his uh, his son and his wife. They took home like $183 or some shit. After you pour all the bags out, two of these bags 
have a number in it, okay? And if you got one or two, my grandfather pulls out this big-ass grab bag that's basically full of a whole bunch of dollar bills, okay? And it's just full of dollar bills. It's like a trash Wait bag. Wait a minute. Who's full. your granddad? Is he Daddy Warbucks or something? No, he just <laughs> retired and got shit else to do. So he started saving for it early, and people in the family make donations, too, for the money to be given out. So once you grab, get one or two... If you got one, you get one handful out. If you had two, you get two handfuls. And then you basically count all your money right then and there. So last year, the last time we went, because we didn't go last year, we went the year before. The last year we went, all the money that we gathered and had together um, and that was left over and that we raised from donations, from the auction, we raised about, I don't know, $200 from just the, $200 just from the auction, right? And so all well, the people really that, wanted them damn bags. Listen, we know what's real. We know what's in the damn bags, okay? You can't sleep on what's in the bag because it'd be some stuff in the bag to be good. <laughs> and so after we was done and everybody got their bags and done good and got their money, I think me and Chris went home with like $25. And so all the money that we raised from the auction, we ended up sending it to my auntie that never can make it to the Christmas functions because she's a missionary in uh in Brazil. She's oh, been damn. a she has, she's been a missionary her whole life. Like she nearly been preaching her whole life after she got out of high school, out of college, and she basically lives and survives off of off of donations in the middle of the jungle. She lives in the middle of the jungle. Um and so we just sent all the money to her. And my grandpa would be like, That is not a gift to everybody. Okay, so April, tell me, so how are you going to decipher, well, you kind of answered this, I was going to say, when you can bring somebody home or not, but you said you don't feel like it's the time frame or feel. Um, so I guess what the Prina had posed, proposed to me was asking about, like, when somebody meets my children. For me, I've never had, like, like, I haven't had a serious relationship since me and my kid's dad had broken up. I've been on dates, talked to guys, but never really had anything official where I was like, this is my man. You my man. Um, but here's the thing. My son is 13. My daughter is 12, right? I don't really, I feel like it doesn't really matter if somebody meets my kids, you know? Wait, 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 because, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, April. Your son is 12. Your daughter is 6, right? Yeah. Okay, you said, you said 12 what? and 13. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Say Sorry. Like, Look, I'm like, no, wait a minute. No. I know Riley ain't no goddamn girl. Girl, you're not just thinking like she didn't look 12. She didn't look 12 at all. Sorry, guys. Listen, listen. I've had two glasses of wine. Please forgive me. I know how old my kids are. <laughs> so, no, my son will be 13. That's what I was thinking because he's 12 now. He'll be 13 next month. So, technically right now, so I have almost a teenager and a six-year-old. You know, they're old enough where it's like, like, first of all, they, and they have a father in their life. So, they know who they daddy. I don't feel like I have a guy that I talk to, you know, we're not dating or anything. I think 
at the beginning we were kind of courting each other but but now we're friends you know but even still when it was just like we're kind of we're filling each other out I didn't mind for him to like be around my kids you know it wasn't like we all went on an outing and have went on a picnic together but it was like oh okay this is so and so you know because I don't know I think I'd rather know early on if like my kids can vibe with that person or not you know what I mean it's not like I'm gonna just bring any old body or every nigga that I talk to around my kids but like if you're if I consider you my friend and we're filling each other out I have no problem and it's crazy because like me and my son get in these conversations because their dad has had girlfriends right like women where he has said this is my woman <clears throat> very early on in these relationships that he has had he's introduced my kids to these women and my kids are pretty open and embracing these people and they come home and they talk about them oh my dad and so and so and you know it's like oh okay yo yo that got girlfriend like that's how i be finding out because the kids run their mouth it's like if i mention a guy or i'm about to go on a date my son be like well who who you about to go with <laughs> and i'm like well how is it that your dad can date whoever you know, y'all all hang out. The girl be staying stay the night. Her kids be there. Y'all all one big happy Brady Bunch. But I can't even talk about somebody and you all up in my face. So That's just how it is with, with mommies. Yeah. Mama got to live, too. Mama got to have a life. Don't too. start, baby right? boy. Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> I know that movie is problematic. But, but yeah, so, you know. I don't know. It's it's weird because I would I was hoping to meet somebody. Ideally, I would have liked to meet somebody when my kids were younger and they could you know build a bond and all that stuff. But I know like my son is a teenager. Whoever I deal with, he ain't gonna be feeling him. He just ain't gonna be with it. I don't know what the cards hold for me. You know, I hope and pray that whoever. I haven't found a guy that has been even interested in really like getting to know my kids. You know what I'm saying? If a guy seems interested in getting to know the whole unit, then I don't have no problem with them meeting my kids. Like I said, I've, I've, you know, my kids have seen guys. Other than that, they, they, I haven't had a boyfriend. So we'll see how that happens. I, I have some stories. I'm pretty sure. You never know. Cause lately, I don't know. I don't know. April, you've been, you've been living your best life. And you know, I feel I feel like when 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 a female is out here living their best life and they glowing and they just look like they happy being them, that's what a nigga's trying to fly to. Yes, she looks beautiful. She loving herself. I mean, you got you let you smaller than you was last year. You been you got you a new job, a new car. You smiling and teasing. Somebody is looking like okay. Let me try to get on this girl right here. I mean, <laughs> you see you got a nigga driving from Manhattan. Like, you you never know. People are yeah, seeing I, you shopping. I mean, I'm open, girl. Listen, I'm open. But, you know, like I said, it's, it, it'll be different. Like, I guess, I, like I said before, I imagined when we meet my um, kid's dad broke up, I had imagined that I would be with somebody, like, when my kids were small. But I know that it might just be in the cars that, Maybe I just end up having, like, it might even be better now that they're older. That way I can, I don't need to find a babysitter today. Hey, mommy be right back. <laughs> it might be the best time, but, you know, I'm open. It's, it's whatever. I just know that boy, and he's a whole conversation on his own, because I told y'all we, you know, we're going to court right now, um, you know, for custody and stuff. And me and his dad have kind of come to a 
sort of an agreement right now because little Randy is 12 and he's smelling himself a lot and we are having, you know, issues. And I've prayed about it a lot and I know that it's time for him to probably go with his dad, like, more full-time. You know, we've been doing 50-50. I ain't gonna lie, me and that nigga had gotten to a little uh, tussle the other day because I'm telling him to clean his room and he gonna raise the room like he was gonna hit me. And I was like, nigga, I'm still your mom. So right. don't get it twisted. So yeah, so it's, it'll be different. When that time comes, I want my kids to meet them. I want them to at least be around them a few times. This is how my mother used to do, right? <laughs> I didn't know the hoe was dating. I'm sorry to call her a hoe, mommy. I, you, you ain't no hoe, but I didn't know she was dating. Like, it would be one day a guy would show up to the house like, oh, this is so-and-so, and the nigga just would never leave. <laughs> when is this nigga going home? Right. Oh, oh, he he lives here now? I had no idea. I thought he was just your friend. Like, so I never wanted to be like that for my kids. Like, I just feel like I I want them to get to know somebody as I'm getting to know somebody because I feel like kids are going to be honest. If a nigga can't be around to understand that, like, he's a young man, like, and to really help help me guide that, not to say that he has to be his daddy, but even just somebody to understand and, and to be and explain those things to me, um then, you know, you can't be around because he's a difficult kid and I need somebody to be able to handle that. But, like, so far, like, the kind of guys I've experienced, they don't really seem that interested in, in, in that part of my life. And if you're going to deal with me, I'm, I'm a mom. That's a part of who I am. You know, I, I feel like there's no need for me to shelter that part of me. If you're getting to know me, you're going to get to know all facets of me, me as a mother, me as a woman. You know what I'm saying? That's just Absolutely. what it is. You know, because I've, I've, I've also talked to guys where they've dated women and then they don't like the dynamic with the kids. Maybe they disagree on how that person is raising the kids or, you know what I'm saying? It's just certain things that you, they should see you as a mother. But, you know, you speaking, you speaking my man to existence. I hope so. I hope we got a second income because so I can get rid of one of these damn jobs, girl. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be our girl code segment. Let's talk about Wendy Williams. So if you don't know, and I've been waiting forever for this to happen, we already know <laughs> the story behind Wendy Williams having her husband having a side chick for 10 years plus, bought a house for her, had a baby with her. Apparently from the tea that I've been reading online, she had got pregnant before got rid of the baby or whatever, or she lost the baby. This is actually the second time the side chick got pregnant. And then finally, finally, my girl, Wendy Williams, I don't feel nobody said I love my, my Wendy Williams. I but I was saying, but I was saying <laughs> that I was hoping <laughs> that she would take back this tea, stop being a story, and actually come clean and just, you know, let him go. To tell everybody what's going on. Stop telling people to stay out her marriage and just let it go. And she finally did. She finally let him go, fired him, took his name off the credit. It was reported earlier that he called the police because he was mad that all the reporters was outside. Charlemagne God put him on the donkey of the donkey of the day list. Never bite the hand that feeds your side chick. Please let Remy Ma give Calvin Hunter the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. And then um, she actually is in the middle of reconciling 
with Charlamagne of God because there was a lot of drama between them two for many, many years because of Kevin. Yes. And I'm just glad that she finally came clean. She said she about to live a whole new life with her and her son. She is reports that she's getting her uh, a new apartment or condo in New York and she like a new body Jersey. Too. Like she needs a new body and a new mind because let me just tell you this fine you can say all uh, you know what you can put Wendy Williams up all you want to but here's what I'm saying bitch holes that live in glass houses do not throw stones all she did was drag other women constantly specifically about their relationship with men Knowing good and damn well your husband been fucking who he wanted to since day one, and you didn't do okay. shit but continue to be a crackhead. So I don't have no remorse for her, and I hope her husband sues her because what were what no. were the grounds for him being fired? Was he no longer doing his job, or are you just doing this for the media? Because if he had a job with you and you all are divorcing, that's not a reason to fire him. Well, well, I mean, he only had the job. He only got the job and had the job because he was with her. Like that, that he was. She was his whole like bread and butter. Like if you messing up the bread, you gonna mess up everything. In the book, when she talked about she met Kevin, first of all, he's like, I think he's like ten years younger than her. So there's a part in the book like she talked about. It took her five pregnancies to conceive little Kevin. She had a lot of miscarriages, right? Even when she had little Kevin, she was like on bed rest. Bitch gained 100 pounds. That's why she did all that to her body. You know what I'm saying? Because she knew she probably wasn't going to have no more kids after that. The reason why I didn't complete the book was because, first of all, Kevin, this shit that he's doing is not new. She had a exactly. whole chapter in the book about how she hired a private detective and found out he was cheating on her. But this is why I couldn't finish the book. It's like, this is how much control this dude had in her life. You know, this nigga had his own chapter in her motherfucking book. Like, she couldn't even tell her story. He had to put a chapter to try to explain himself so she won't make him look bad. How do you write your story and and leave a chapter for him to explain himself? Bruh. So she's in secure. I mean, well, clearly. People are acting like they're surprised and shocked that he's had, but she was open about it way back when that he cheated. You know what I'm saying? He's been doing this shit for years. Now, I don't know if the, when she called him all them years ago, was it with this same woman, but he's he's been known to do that shit and he's very controlling person and that's all the things that Charlemagne has alluded to that you know even remember when when they were talking about this whole thing going down with wendy all, he never said really anything bad about wendy he just said kevin hunter is a horrible person Charlemagne, he acts like he doesn't know who the fuck wendy williams is like i always thought that i was crazy i'm like well what happened between Charlemagne and wendy williams because they worked together for so long and then all of a sudden it was just like done. Like, he doesn't mention her. He acts like he doesn't know who she is. I want to know what happened between Wendy and Charlamagne. Yeah, he said the main reason that they got beat out was because of Kevin being mad because Charlamagne introduced Kevin to that side chick, Sharina. What? He, he, Charlamagne used to hate, you knew Sharina, okay? Sharina was trying to get in the business. Sharina's from North Carolina. He said he introduced Kevin to Sharina, right? They're hanging out, and apparently they, they went to some party one night. He bought Sharina, and Sharina was trying to get on Charlemagne's friend. But Kevin thought that Charlemagne brought her there. Um, Char Kevin 
wanted to get with with the Sharina girl. He already started messing with her on the low key. And he was mad at Char, uh, Charlemagne because he thought Charlemagne was trying to hook up Sharina with his boy. He said this on the show, on a breakfast club, and with his interview on Sirius Radio. And he said, "Oh, so, so he told a different story years ago. So maybe it maybe might be a combination of all." Yeah, because because he's been because he's been trying to keep it to himself about what really happened to them. So uh, he thought that old boy was so basically Kevin thought that Charlemagne was trying to cop block him per se. So he wasn't trying to basically let out the business that this nigga Kevin been cheating on Wendy Williams for the last 10 years. That's why he knows about the abuse. He knows about what goes on in their relationship because him and Kevin was friends. You know how dudes be knowing what, what the dudes be doing about they, behind that girl back? Right, It right. was one of those situations. And so when Kevin was trying to get with Serena, he like, how you gonna try to get with her? This is my friend I introduced you to. How you gonna try to get with her when you got a wife? Now you mad at me because she trying to, cause, because I, you know, because I hooked it. Cause you think that I tried to hook her with my friend? Like you married. Why are you worried about my friend Sharina? So after that, that situation happened, he said the next, the next day, he goes to work and find out that he's fired. They let him go because he was working with Wendy Williams. They fired him, and he said that he knows that Kevin told Wendy Williams something else. Wendy yeah. Williams told him a whole nother story. And so since then, Wendy Williams would act like she didn't know Charlemagne. Hmm. And so I was like, wow. But yeah, I think it's just the whole situation is just crazy. I, like I said, I was a fan early on when I was a teenager. Um, you know, I really, because I used to live in Philly when I was younger, and she was a big on the air in Philly. And then when I moved to upstate New York, of course, I couldn't catch her on the air in Philly, but her book came out, and I was really intrigued. I need to know what Kevin did. What's, what is Kevin's background? What is his educational level? How did he meet Wendy Williams? He gave her the D. Um, no, they met years ago. <laughs> I mean, like I told you, he's younger than her. So since she was like in her early 30s and he was in his 20s, she, she said they just kind of like clicked. She said he helped her get off the drugs. I think that's probably why they have such that tight bond. Um, because she, according to her, she stopped doing coke cold turkey she had never went to um when did she say she stopped doing coke that's what she said to whitney houston like you need to get you a good man because my husband helped me get off drugs cold turkey and she nearly had the nerve to tell whitney houston she need to get her a good husband to help her get off drugs <laughs> and, whitney houston and maybe he was good but i know get high and i heard she used to be sucking mickey dick for for drugs <laughs> i don't know she ain't write that in her book Oh, definitely not. <laughs> um, as far as I know, he, he the only success he has ever had was offer her back. You know, she's always been the talent. And he, you know, she when she met him, they formed a bond and she took him on the ride, you know, but he ain't never, I don't know what he was doing. I think he might have been a security, he's a big black nigga, so he probably was a security guard or something like that. But he really didn't have anything going for himself besides her and now she's like super successful right would you allow i well no I, I why would i ask y'all that i know y'all wouldn't allow that shit but i guess how far is too far when it comes to 
like this mistress because I know she if the, if the Nick if your dude is messing with somebody for ten years you have to know. Let me tell you something. Right? If your man is if you and your man are that in sync, he can be messing with somebody for three months and you're gonna know. You're gonna feel different. He doesn't have to do anything different, but you know when somebody that you're close to is connecting with someone else. Period. So my thing is, do you did you feel like you couldn't get anybody else? You know, people are really wrapped up in the amount of time that they've been with somebody. Like somebody could be doing them totally wrong and they know it, but they feel like, no, we've been together all this time. Like yeah. I don't want to start over. People say yeah. that all the time. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So you'd rather let somebody drag your ass through mud, fuck other people, which is disrespectful to you. Like, you would rather deal with that than to just let that person go. Because obviously, they're trying to self-sabotage the, the relationship, whether they are conscious of it or not. Yeah. So no, fuck that. That is so true. Like, I mean, it's been with multi-relationships. People be giving people a pass because of this whole seniority thing. This ain't no job. Seniority, I don't care <laughs> how long I've been with you. I don't know how long we've been together. Honey. There is a plan B in order somewhere. You do not have to be with nobody just because you've been with them forever. And it takes a long time and a lot of bull for people to go through before they realize, like, oh, I can continue living my life. I don't need some this people just, Some people never get it. People being in long-term relationships and they need to make sure that they're on the same page because one person seems to, it seems to be a pattern. Like, one person really doesn't want to be with that person anymore, but they don't know how to let the situation go because they know exactly. they're going to hurt that person. I'm going to just go through the motions because it's just going to be a trail of shit tracks is what somebody told me one day. Like, so you're being held hostage. You're being held hostage in a situation that you're not happy with. You're just going along with it because, one, you know it doesn't require for you to change anything about yourself. Like, you can just keep doing what you've been doing because that's what's been working. That's what they use. Like, that's bullshit. If a person can't bring the best out of you, what is the point? What is the right. point? You're not growing within that relationship. Exactly. I so I guess we can say, um, in general, for girl code, the main topic is holes and glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Exactly. It throws me for a loop though because I feel like I mean nobody wants to be cheated on, right? Does a does does a guy care more if he tries to cover it up or does he care? I mean, is he does he care more if he tries to cover it up? No, because it, some people, it doesn't seem like he ain't trying to cover up shit. Here we go. Right. I hate, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I set you off. I'm trying to do better in life. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> it's different types of men out here. We have men that love, you know, the person that they're with, their girlfriend, their wives or whatever, but they just like to get their dick wet by somebody else every once in a while. So they are going to hide it because to them, it's not, they totally compartmentalize things in their mind. Like, this is my, this is my love. This is our relationship. This has, this part of my life has nothing to do with her. Like, what? That is really <laughs> how some people think. So it's like, no, it's not a big deal because I don't care about these other girls. I'm just, I'm hitting them and, and keeping them moving. Kevin don't care. Why should he? He been doing it. Yeah, that's true. Been doing it. Been doing it. It's even reports that um from back in the day, like he cheated on her before. There was a sex tape with him, and it wasn't Wendy. He just sexually harassed somebody and paid them five million dollars on the table. I did like, hear about that. She yeah. and then like even when she was on her show, and she the first time she said don't worry about her and her marriage, and she pulled up an old picture of her 
and she was a little bit fatter and out of shape. Talking about some, he fell in love with this. She made it seem like she was with him only because he fell in love with her when she was fat or when she wasn't nothing. And it's like, again, Wendy Williams was cute when she was heavier. She looked like a normal girl instead of a letter mm. P with a wig. Okay. Letter P. What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being a big girl? Not a damn thing. No. Now she out here looking like Kevin with a damn wig on. Like, come on. Yeah. Okay. Better than that. <laughs> All right, y'all. That was our girl code. Basically, just kind of had this full discussion about you know whether or not you would take somebody to the holiday function to a family function when is it you know too late too early whatever the case may be and how soon do you guys think it'll be um you know before you let somebody meet your kid so that basically was our topic for today all right, right. all right have a good night guys all right all right bye bye Thank you all for tuning in to the Kisses and Conversations podcast. And as always, we'd like to thank our supporters, Joe Ruiz, Brenton Thornton, Jason Valentine, Cornell Ewell, and Darren R. You can find us online on Facebook at Kisses and Conversations and Instagram at Kisses and Combos. Thank you all so much for listening. Smooches. Music for this podcast has been provided by Makai Beats on the intro, Drake Stafford on the outro, and Vincent Augustus on the underlay. If you guys want to check out this music, you can find these guys on Instagram and also check out our information page on where you can find a license and where you can find these artists on freemusicarchives.org.